So how you show up with everyone is going to be your best marketing. How you show up authentically when you're authentic and you are unapologetic about that authenticity, that's, that's really the best way to do business with anybody. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Alina Fernandez, and she is on a mission to help moms break cycles, find peace, and feel whole so they can become peaceful, present, playful, and on purpose. She's created the Positive Mom Community, a free space to help aspiring mom entrepreneurs turn their painful stories into best-selling books, profitable courses, and well-crafted, impactful talks so that they can earn passive income as inspiring messengers and digital entrepreneurs. As a single mom of four daughters and having experienced extreme poverty, she knows firsthand that when moms process their trauma, they can raise their children in a positive environment. This prevents and buffers adverse childhood experiences, or ACEs, foster healthy attachment throughout childhood and adolescent, and creates a generational ripple effect that heals the world. Alina loves the work she does because she's turning their stories into streams of income. Moms can enjoy the time, space, and resources to invest in their own healing. As the first immigrant in the United States, and she's committed to being a powerful advocate of diversity, inclusion, and representation, and to be a voice for the underrepresented, marginalized, and oppressed communities who deserve to be honored and treated with dignity and respect. When she's on the stage, she weaves the tragedy, trauma, and turmoil she's endured into her storytelling to inspire moms to validate their own pain so they can feel seen, safe, and supported and help others do the same. She knows that we can all create a positive destiny, no matter how painful our history, and she has got a lot of wonderful goodness for us to hear. But first, it's time for our Marketing Essentials Moment, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. Today's topic is all about the importance of having a campaign or a marketing calendar or a content calendar, whatever you want to call it, having something that you can schedule and have your team of people, or even if it's just yourself, be able to understand what's coming up what you have in your plans, when you're going to post what you're going to do, what messaging is going out where and when, and then you can track it all and understand what your efforts and how your efforts are being employed. So the details of a entire campaign calendar or content calendar, however you want to call it, you want to put in the names of what you're going to do, the types of methods that you're using, the channels that you're using, the platforms that you're using, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, if you're going to blog post, if you're going to update your WordPress site, whatever it is, if you have a way to plan and schedule it out, task it out, we use Asana, but there's so many different ones out there. There's co-schedule, there's all kinds of different content calendars that you can use or marketing calendars that you can use. But really the idea here is to lay it all out, make it visual, make it visible, assign tasks to those that need to get things done. And you can, with Asana, be able to have tasks in order and have subtasks and deadlines and, and milestones and all the things. But if you can do this, then you can start to see the trends of when your most effective work is getting done and what is bringing in you new business, if that's the case, if that's your goal, or if it's just an awareness campaign or if it's, you know, whatever the case is, whatever you're trying to accomplish by planning out your marketing calendar and keeping your target customer profile in mind will ensure that you have the results that you want. And you can always modify as needed. And you can also plan out for when you have vacations. And if you can schedule things in advance, you can pretty much put it on autopilot and schedule out those posts when you're going to be, be, be busy for that day. And you can't constantly be posting in the moment and instantly, right? So thinking about how you can plan out the different tactics that you're going to take and of course, don't overdo it at first. If this is something new to you, if you've not done this before, 
start easy. Start with just maybe three or four things a week that you're going to do on your content calendar and be able to track those things. And when you want to post them, all the scheduling, the social medias that you're going to put out there, if you can put that in a calendar, it's going to help you and it's going to help you avoid missed deadlines. And you're going to be able to have more foresight and forethought on what you want to plan ahead. Uh, So we can continue to think with the end in mind what our original goal is and kind of work backwards in the in the content calendar and making sure that everything is well defined within that and who's going to be doing what having that division of duties, using your tools to help you, even some AI tools that can suggest and recommend content. There's all kinds of different AI tools out there now. I think the last I looked, we just did a report and it was 174 different tools that creators and marketers can use (laughs) AI tools that are available to us now that you can use. Some of them are free. Some of them you pay for. If you subscribe to them and you don't use them, I highly recommend going back and making sure that you unsubscribe (laughs) because that can add up, right? It can all add up. There are plenty of templates out there, uh, marketing calendar templates out there. We create one every year for us to use. And then of course we share it with our clients as well, but there's different things that you can do to anticipate seasonality dates, depending on your industry. If you are a a nursery or a garden, uh, you know, have a gardening, gardening facility, for example, when to plant flowers and what types of flowers and and where to plant them in the shade, in the sun, if they're perennials, if they're annuals, when can you plant these things? And having that all planned out ahead of time can really help you depending on what season you're in and what you have to do. Thinking ahead even into the next season, if you're in second quarter now and you want to start thinking about fourth quarter, right? The retail season, Black Friday or Small Business Saturday or Cyber Monday or Giving Tuesday, right? Those are all things you can plan ahead as an example of how you can do it. Maybe you want to plan ahead a Happy Mother's Day, or, uh, you know, gather ahead different images from all of your people and they want to pay tribute to their mothers, right? You can think ahead and get them to give you photos and, and fun things. Or maybe it's Employee Appreciation Day and you want to do something in advance, right? All of these different dates and all of these different things that can be put onto your content calendar can really help you. And that way, it's not so chaotic when you're trying to come up with ideas of what to to post in the moment. You can have these things scheduled out. You can do blog posts once a month or once a week, however often you want to do it, and then use that to your advantage and continue to work that calendar. And then the nice thing is, is once you've got one year down or even one month down, you can repeat that and update it for the following year. And or the following quarter, whatever the case might be, going back and looking at what types of things got the most engagement, what kind of photos were shared and comments and and likes and you know what kind of blog posts got comments for you, what kind of traction was driven to your website because of whatever that content is that you produced. Now it's going to be a huge indicator for what you can do moving forward. If people really engaged with that and liked what you had to say, do more of that and then get more people involved with it because now you know that it's something that people want, that your audience really wants to hear from you. And that will continue to help you in utilizing the best efforts of your marketing and helping you get an ROI, a return on your marketing investment or Romy, I like to call it. So Marketing calendars, it's something that you really want to put into your plan. And if you need help with that or want access to a marketing calendar that we use, then hit us up. Let me know. Uh, you can always reach out to us on our all our social media. We're on a Peppershock website, uh, peppershock.com, or visit us at themarketingexpedition.com. Once again, that's themarketingexpedition.com. And we will get into our interview now. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today I have Alina Fernandez. Alina, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Ray. I am so delighted to be here and so honored to be interviewed by you. 
Oh, I'm happy you're here too. So I, I just love to do a little background. I know we have the bio, but coming from your own words, I would love for you to share about you and being a mother and what you have built in your community and all the fun things. And then we'll go on a marketing journey, but just share a little bit of background of who you are. Uh, thank you for asking that. You know, I am a mom. I'm the positive mom. That's what everybody knows me by. And I have four girls. Um, I don't have them. They're my daughters. <laughs> and uh, they're 20, 19, 9, and 3. And so, you know, that's like the perfect setup for my business because what I do is I talk to moms all over the world. My my blog and my community actually reaches 168 countries right now. And millions wow. and millions of moms and I, we commune together so that we can talk about how motherhood has shaped us. And, and still every day, I call it, it triggers us and it transforms us. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so one of the things that I found out early on is that we cannot heal and move forward emotionally unless we are at a baseline financially. And so that's mm. why I also teach them how to be mompreneurs or mom entrepreneurs because, right. because in order for you to be present, work on your healing and also, you know, have playfulness and, and also be on purpose, you got to find out really what your contribution is in this planet and be compensated for it. So so that's a little bit of what I do. Of course, I, I run programs and I do speaking and I write books and, and mm-hmm. I run this community, but it's basically all with that one single purpose of helping moms become who they're meant to be in motherhood. Oh, that's wonderful. And you do, you have quite the spread of age of range of, 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 of girls there. So I think that's awesome. And you, how do you do it all? You've got, I mean, I've been accused of being a busy mom, but my goodness. <laughs> well, you know, the, I, the, the easy answer to that is I don't, I don't do it all. I have very strong boundaries, which takes a lot of courage. And I wouldn't even have dreamed of having before because I've been recovering uh, my people placing. And so now I have very strong boundaries. I say no to a lot of things that don't serve me. And that's how I'm able to actually do the things that do serve me and that do uh, set my soul on fire, as the poet once says. Um, And just being clear about what my responsibility and what my uh, contribution is in both in motherhood and in in the world. Right, right. Oh my gosh, I'll I I applaud you for all that you have accomplished and can do. And as another mother, I I can relate tremendously to having a business and having babies and and being able to you know do it all. Right. I mean, people say, oh, work life balance. You have to have work life balance. No, no, no. You just have life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you do the things that need to get done when they get done. And of course, you prioritize those babies first, and then everything else falls into place. <laughs> That's right, right. I love, I love how you just put it so simply, and, and it's the truth. Yep, yep. Okay, so you are the first immigrant uh, in your family. So where did you originally come from? Yeah, you know, it's been a journey. I've been in the United States 21 years. And uh, when I first came, you know, I, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic. And I like to say that I grew up there, but I didn't because I'm 4'8". <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Just, I, I yeah. like to joke like that. But, but you know, <laughs> growing, up, <laughs> growing up in the Dominican Republic, I actually lived in a slum. And so I grew up in extreme poverty and many of the things that, you know, my kids have been able to have and take for granted, I, you know, didn't have those basic needs growing up. And so that taught me a lot of lessons and, and I feel really blessed to, to, you know, really have a different life and to have survived the things that I've survived. I, I'm a, you know, 
I call it a multiple trauma survivor. And having those experiences has really helped me understand people and their pain and and what motherhood really is all about. Oh, well, I'm glad you're here and that you have been able to leverage that to your advantage now, really. I mean, t- to take your experiences and, and rise above it and be able to now give these opportunities for your children and, and not have the same cycle of poverty and, you know, being in an oppressive place. So good job. Good job. Cause I can only imagine what that would be like for you to, to go through all of that and make this happen now. So thank I'm you. proud of you. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you, Ray. You're and, and I mean, along the way too, you've been able to create this amazing community of other mothers and, and supporting each other and growing your following, growing your community and since we're going on a marketing journey, I'll shift us into that that kind of uh, you know mindset here. Um, what are some of the the most successful things that you have been able to do in helping to grow your community, helping to reach other mothers who need to hear what you have to say and and all the support that you can you know offer? What if, what are some of the things that you the tactics, the strategies that you've taken to really help build this community, this amazing community? <laughs> Well, thank you so much for that question because it it really boils down to one thing and it's called storytelling. And, you know, I started out 18 years ago and I remember it vividly. You know, I was on the ground in the fetal position in this tiny little room um, that was the last day in that room. We're going to be experiencing homelessness I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old, and I had just become a single mom. And just thinking, you know, tasting my tears and, and feeling the tile on my cheek and just thinking, like, my life is over, and I'm all alone, and I have no family in this country. You know, I was, I, you know, it was 18 years ago. I've been here 10, 21 years. And just thinking, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And the, the one thing that that journey started was I need to share my story because once I got up from that ground and kind of had this epiphany that I could have this life that I dreamed of and and not for me but for my children I was really energized and I started sharing my journey and what it looked like with other moms and little by little people started you know, just catching on and saying, you know, I feel that way. I, I haven't been to that exact situation, but I felt that exact pain. And so storytelling has helped me, you know, publish books and, and write my blog posts and be on stages that I never dreamed of and, and have people call me on the phone and offer me, you know, partnerships that I never even thought were possible and I followed that same, as you call it, strategy or tactic on every social post, on every blog post, on every interaction. And even here, I can't help it. I'm sharing stories with you, Ray, because that is how people connect. And when you're able to integrate storytelling in your marketing, uh, it's just I, I would say, you know, 22 times uh, your results because actually studies have shown that people are more likely to take action on what you share with them 22 times when you share it as a story and not as a fact or a figure or a, or a feature. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're absolutely right. I think storytelling is the, the heart of, of a good marketing plan and strategy to be able to share those stories and, and the imagery and the words that you, you know, can put out there and, and messaging that you have and being able to reach and resonate with people that may, like you said, maybe didn't have the exact same experience that you did. I mean, everyone has their own experiences, but being able to relate to that and understand, you know, I can just vividly imagine you in that fetal position on that floor with your babies and trying to just navigate the world of what's going to happen 
you know, you're you if, when you're recently single, I can only imagine what that would be like. And and then building up and building up and getting more and more traction through storytelling and then being able to find other people that you can relate to as well, right? And and you know, the human condition, right? People want to help other people when they can and then it kind of pays it forward and and you know, going through that process and I have to imagine now, now you're, you said your oldest is 20, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, and so do, does, does your oldest daughter, she, does she have kind of any recollection or memory of when you were in that kind of, you know, state of poverty and, you know, when you were going through that, does she remember that or is she, was it too young for her? Yeah, actually, they they remember it vividly because you know we really struggled and and I remember, you know, when I got my first sponsor, um, because sponsorship is one of the ways in which I monetize my blog. Um, and just to give you a little overview, it's ads that I run in my blog and it's ambassadorships, which is sponsorship, and then it's also affiliate marketing. Um, but before any of that, I was simply sharing my story and not making any money out of that, just getting traction with people that, that you know, strengthened me and I strengthened them. So it, it's very reciprocal and I loved it. But I remember, you know, Alicia, my oldest, remembers when we got that letter that we were going to be living mm. in the projects. And we lived in this tiny, you know, after we were able to, to find somewhere to live, we lived in this tiny place it was roach infested and, and we all had, you know, slept in the same bed and we, we didn't have a, um, a kitchen table or a dining room table. So we had picnics every day, you know, and, and it was just that, that time she remembers it vividly. And uh, my 19 year old, not so much, but she knows the feeling um, of having to, from where I was as a stay at home mom, now they had to go to daycare so that I could get a job and and just that separation as she was nursing. Uh, so yeah, it was a very painful time and a lot of changes because now they didn't have a father by choice. And then also they, they their mother couldn't be as present as, as I wanted to be and as I was uh, up until that moment. So yeah, but they are also storytellers and they are book you know, book publishers, they, they really love to help other people and they have nice. their own audience of teens and kids. Oh, that's great. That's really cool. So, um, yep. Like mother, like daughter, <laughs> daughters. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And, and so I want to know kind of where you see, I mean, you've, you've come this all this way, you know, after the last, I guess it would be 19 years, 20 years, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Like, where do you want this to go and grow? And, you know, what, what does success look like for you? I mean, you've already been successful, but what does it look like to you in a couple of years from now? Thank you. I think, you know, success is a journey. I think that once we achieve something, it is uh, the, the human nature is like, what's next? So I really appreciate you asking that. And, and to me, you know, my success is my impact. So I've been doing a lot of TEDx talks. You know, I just did my third one two weeks ago. And uh, thank you. And, and one of the things that I want to spread throughout the world is the message of validation. And uh, that's what all of my efforts are going into and in writing my, you know, I'm writing my book on validation because a lot of times, you know, it, it was 18 years ago that I came up with this name, The Positive Mom. And and I, I started out, you know, talking about positive thinking and and also processing pain and sharing my painful stories. And one of the things that I have found is that sometimes positivity is toxic and it, it kind of encourages to deny and down, downplay and dismiss our pain. And so I'm on a kind of, you want to call it a campaign, maybe. <laughs> Um, on, a, on, a mission, on a mission to to say, you know, you instead of motivation, what we need more of in this world is validation. And that is how we can come to a positive place 
after we have experienced pain. I always say that pain is the common thread of humanity. So we've all been through pain or loss or even frustration, right? It, it, it doesn't matter what it is. We've all felt those contracting feelings that leave us whether alone or feeling unsafe or invisible. And so I'm. what I really want for the next few years is to continue to spread that message of validating each other, of being present when somebody's in pain, of knowing how to navigate our own pain. And, and from that, we can be more productive. We can have more joy. We can be more peaceful. Um, and we can break a lot of those cycles that keep us stuck uh, so that we can be successful in whatever endeavor that we set out to. Very nice. So when you do these TED Talks and kind of think about the audience and, and the people that will be listening to you, not just TED Talks, but your community too, who is it specifically that you want to hear your message? I mean, obviously other moms, but are there is there kind of like your ideal profile of, of audience member that you meet, you really want to make sure that here's what you have to say? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's interesting because uh, when I was 19, I went through a car accident that left me in a coma for eight days. And one of the things that happened is that I kind of became more <laughs> creative and intuitive, but my math skills <laughs> were gone. <laughs> And, uh, but the one thing, the one thing that I am still very intentional about is my analytics. And so I know exactly who goes to my blog. I know what they look like. I know, you know, I know what religion or spiritual path they're on. I know how old they are. I know exactly, uh, you know, their, their marital status and all of that. And I have an avatar or, uh, ideal persona and her name is Mariela so she's you know um yeah <laughs> so she's a mom of two kids and she's a millennial and she struggles with her identity because she wants to please her parents and and the people in her family and her culture uh, but she also has a vision for herself that's bigger than what she's known uh, and she also struggles with being a codependent mom. And what that means is the way that we were raised, you know, our parents had pride in who we were and everything that we did was to honor our parents or to follow the path that they had set for us so that they feel better about themselves. And if you did something uh, that was considered shameful for them, then you failed your parents and your parents failed. Or if you did something that was aligned, you know, on the path that they wanted you to, then you honored them and you made them proud. So breaking out of that mold and saying, you're your own person, child. I'm here to guide you and, and kind of help you navigate this until you're of age. But you are your own person. You follow your own path. Um, and I will follow mine. And whatever you do doesn't reflect on me. So I'm looking for those moms who want to find their identity, that want to follow their purpose, that want to break those cycles of poverty, addiction, codependency, you know, and trauma and abuse and help them heal so that they can in turn, you know, I, I always say, heal people, heal people. And also when we don't transform our pain, then we transmit it. And so as we start to do that, we stop transmitting that pain because if we don't acknowledge that something was painful, then it's really the odds of us changing that are pretty slim. So those are the people that I'm working with. And, and to be honest, Ray, Everybody has been through trauma, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And even those of us who maybe think like, well, you know, I don't know that that was trauma. We are carrying genetically gen generational trauma that's embedded in ourselves. So um, one of my mentors, he says, trauma is not what happens to you, but what happens inside of you 
as a result of what happened to you. So basically, we all experience trauma and all, you know, motherhood in itself is a traumatic experience that, and that's why I have a community because in trauma, when you have support, when you uh, feel seen and safe and supported, then that helps you transform trauma into post-traumatic growth. But when you're going through trauma by yourself and you feel misunderstood and unseen and unsafe and unsupported, then that leads into post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's really hard to get out of that cycle. Wow. So if you don't transform, you transmit your trauma. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. And now a message about our sponsor, Billy Razors. Billy is a female first shave club and a body brand that's putting an end to the pink tax on razors. So by spreading the word about the pink tax rebate, no purchases necessary, we both get a $20 credit to spend on Billy Razors and body care. Let's do this. It's really awesome. It comes in the mail. You get it on a subscription basis and it just comes when you need it. And you can always turn it off when you don't, but you can have it set up to automatically come to you as you need new razors and they are cost effective and of course not what you're doing when you're paying at the grocery store such a high price on women's razors. So go to peppershock.com offers and get your Billy razors today. Ah, so back to the marketing journey. It was just really nice to hear you say all of those wonderful things, my dear. Okay. So we talked about your ideal mothers that you would love to help. And I imagine it helps their children and generational help is what you do. You are helping many generations, not just the moms, but their kids too. Um, what's, what's one thing you wish you would have known before you started this path, before you started building this community, what's something that you wish you would have known that you know now that you would love to share with others who want to build a community too? (laughs) Thank you for that. So besides, you know, just being crystal clear on who I want to help and what my mission is, which I, you know, kind of demonstrated before, I think it's also giving myself permission to know what I know. And I know that a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome, right? And and not owning your gift because marketing requires what people call bragging, right? But it's not Mm -hmm. bragging uh, unless Mm -hmm. it's not true. Bragging is exaggerating. Bragging is, you know, feeling grandiose. But when I think that we owe it to our people that we are trying to help because, you know, when we become entrepreneurs, it's usually from a place of service. It's either to solve a problem that exists that, you know, usually you had before you started your business or to create a solution that is easier, faster, better than the solutions that exist. So if we don't communicate our expertise and what our gift is and and how we are equipped to help people, we are doing a disservice to those people because they don't know how to make an informed decision. So uh, when I started, I was very sheepish, you know, and very kind of like apologetic about the things that I knew and the things that I did and, and kind of didn't ask for the sale, but kind of did, you know, kind of, kind of, in that kind of energy. <laughs> and so right, I'm right. not... I'm not in the kind of energy anymore. Um, I'm not attached Mm. to the outcome, but I do in my marketing own who I am, own my expertise. You know, those years that I have spent honing my craft, studying, um, you know, paying for mentorship and masterminds and, and just learning and researching. It is important that my audience knows that about me so that they know whether this is the path that they need to go into or that they are called to go into or not. And uh, I'm unattached to the outcome because actually that helps people get clear whether they want to work with someone who's at my level or maybe not, maybe higher, maybe lower or whatever. But when we are communicating in our marketing, in our business, in our sales strategy, make sure that we are completely honest. And that means informing our audience about everything that we have to offer so that they make an informed decision 
out of love and not fear. So that's that's really what I hope. You know, I, I know that people talk about imposter syndrome, and I don't think that's it. I think that it's mostly like I don't want to brag syndrome. Mm, right. They don't want to feel braggy, but yet, you, yeah, because I, I, I mean, I, I struggle a little bit with that too, because I don't necessarily want to brag about what I know, but I also want to share what I know, but yet you're, you know, that are, yeah. And women, especially, I think have more tendencies to feel that way because it's just a inherent nature to not, you know, to stay humble, to stay, you know, to, to not talk about what you've done or what your accomplishments are, but it's true. And somebody once told me that if I don't share the story about my life or me, then I'm doing them a disservice to other people who could then get inspired by what I've been through or what, you know, we've been through kind of thing. And so that kind of reframed it in my mind because then it was like, oh, I could, I could motivate and inspire other young women to see that I've been able to do what I've been able to do and that they could too. And it gives them a path to say, you know what, if she can do it, so can I, right? And, and you're right. People don't always think that way and they are afraid to share the things that they've experienced and gone through because they, like you said, they could be ashamed or they could be embarrassed or they could be afraid or, you know, shy, but it's, it's helpful t- for others to know the journey that we've all gone through and share that path so that they can use that to their advantage and, and know, all right, I can, if they can do it, I can too. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, if you want to be in integrity, you got to sh- share the whole story because we're very, you know, especially as women, like you said, we're very quick to dismiss ourselves like oh that old thing you know Mm -hmm. I got it on sale (laughs) you know right so so it's a balance right because we don't want to only share the highlight reels but we also don't want to share the things that minimize us which is what we tend to do so I think that in order to be in integrity in our marketing we share both which we share the real us whether that's the mistakes that we made along the path or that's the achievements that we're and the overcoming that we've been able to do. Absolutely. Okay, just a couple more questions and we'll 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 wrap up. We could probably talk all day, I'm sure. <laughs> what are some of the maybe the biggest challenges that you've had in in growing your community? I mean, we we kind of talked about some of the things already, but what are some things that you kind of look back and say, "Man, I overcame that. I did this. I accomplished that." What were some of those challenges that that you faced or maybe you are in you have a challenge now that you want to, you know, care to share? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that was, you know, and I've been very intentional in, in doing that, but it was definitely a challenge is, is to have community guidelines that that help people feel safe in the community. I mean, you know, there's so much uh, judgment in motherhood and, and we've been taught to judge one another and to have like teams of people and and teams uh, of things and so in creating a community i think that the the main thing is to lead by example and to to really model for people what boundaries look like and what safety looks like Um, because that's going to help people know exactly how they are expected to to show up and what kind of energy is going to show up because it can be very uh, very time consuming that way. But when you have a sweet spot in which, you know, everything is, is running well because you have established those guidelines, then basically it energizes you. So I go to my community and it's like, oh my gosh, this is the best place. We've created this bubble. It's, you know, and, and I benefit from it all the time because there are so many people who have so much wisdom that I have a different perspective and lived experience that I would have never learned if it weren't from that community. So that's always, it's an ongoing challenge to keep it that way as we grow. But I think this is true for anybody, not only in, in a community, but as you're growing your business and your team, as you're growing um, the places where you're speaking, uh, what, whatever that looks like in working with others, just just creating that culture of acceptance 
and and maintaining that bubble of love I call it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so that so that the place where that you're pouring your energy into stays the place that gives you energy as well right right um, what are some maybe some resources that you tap into or that you listen to or read or you know watch whatever the case might be? Um, that you would like to share that others could maybe uh, benefit from? Yeah. So, you know, uh, one of the things I follow, Neil Patel's blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. one of, that was, that's one of my favorite blogs. Um, also, I'm a contributor to entrepreneur.com. And that's a magazine that I love to read, not only write for, but read as well. Um, I was also named one of the Success 125, which is really cool because I love Success Magazine. I've been reading Success Magazine since, I guess, for 15 years now, which is crazy. Um, And uh, I think that one of the main things that I would say when you're marketing anything is do market research. And the way that that looks like, right, is like if I'm putting together a course or any kind of program, I actually schedule interviews with my ideal client for that program. And I ask him questions of what, what questions they have, what needs they have. Um, I also use uh, their language in my marketing because when you speak to people in their language, that's a really powerful thing. Um, and I always tell people, you know, when you're writing a program or any kind of marketing um, piece, whether it's content marketing or otherwise, you got to go for the two o'clock in the morning question. Like that question where people are tossing and turning in their bed and they can't sleep. And, and uh, you know, sometimes people are like, what, what problem do you solve? Well, I help people gain a higher level of awareness in whatever. And it's like, Nobody wakes up at two o'clock in the morning wondering if they can have a higher level of awareness. It's usually I can't get along with my with my spouse or I can't get through to my kid or my health is deteriorating or, you know, whatever that looks like. And so I always ask the people themselves, you know, what is your two o'clock in the morning toss and turn question. And and what do you think the answer is to that? So when you talk to the community and do social listening as well, like forums and chats and Facebook groups and communities like mine, and you go and kind of listen and pay attention to what people are already saying, then you can get on that conversation. And that is all mostly free. So it's really important to listen to the audience and to get on that conversation that's already happening rather than creating something that's in your head uh, because it can feel very disconnected and and then it won't help you convert, uh, which is ultimately what we want to do. We want to make an impact and without action, there's no impact. Mm, I like that a lot. Okay, let's see. Last question. Let's see. Let's think of a really good question. Hmm. What's a question I should ask you? <laughs> that was not the question, by the way. <laughs> maybe, um, I don't know, maybe about partnerships. I think yeah. that that's kind of my superpower. <laughs> nice. Let's, let's talk about partnerships. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that I've been able to do successfully is partner with a lot of brands uh, where they sponsor my content. And the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because the moms that I want to reach usually don't have the resources to pay for my coaching or go see me speak or buy my book. And actually they're kind of in survival mode, which is why I want to reach them. But I've been able to find companies, you know, that really want to touch those people. And so they pay me and fund my programs and my books and then the moms are able to get this for free. So sometimes that's impact right there. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Because you know, it's it's a three-way win because those companies are able to reach their market, they're able to make a contribution uh, in society. Um, I'm able to be their 
voice and to leverage my stories and my know-how to reach those communities. And then the moms, obviously, and the audience, sometimes it's teens. I am also very passionate about teens. Um, so the audience is going to benefit from that content. And and they usually get way more. Like they get pampered. They get a fun experience. Um, they get prizes. So it's so heartwarming. And and one thing, because, you know, we're all about tactics, I know, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the first thing is like, know what your values are as an entrepreneur or leader or company and then find companies that have those same values and that want to reach the same audience that's how you start maybe writing a sponsorship list of those companies that number one you know believe what you believe and number two they want to reach the same audience and and you can form partnerships where everybody wins and you can make more of an impact because they usually have more reach than you do. They have more resources than you do. And you can tap into those while being of service. You know, you're more than welcome to share your sponsors. Give them a little love. Give them a little plug. I don't care. I'm not getting paid, but I think it's awesome that they are willing to, you know, support you and what you're doing. So feel free. Who are they? (laughs) Give them a little plug. I'll tell you uh, one that's really dear, near to my heart, is the Center for Parent and Teen Communication, the CTPC, and uh, they're at parentingteens.com. You know, they have a, a mission to help parents and teens get along and, and for teens to reach their milestones and in, in development while parents are guiding and supporting them. So I really love collaborating with them. I also do a lot with the American Academy of Pediatrics and the CDC in uh, eradicating ACEs, which is adverse childhood experiences. Um, so those are two of my favorites, but I've partnered with over 500 brands, right? So. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, okay. We won't be here we, all day, but that's amazing. And, and okay, just, you know, because I bet people have wanted to figure out how to get sponsors. Maybe just share a little bit of that and then we can kind of wrap up. But, you know, because you're right, there's, there's, that is a, a nice feeling to be able to get sponsors and talk to them and, you know, have them kind of, you know, do the affiliate thing. But what, what were, what are maybe some advice? that you would give to somebody that would like to now seek sponsors and, and, you know, partnering with brands, what would you say to them? Yeah. So, you know, to reach out to a brand, I think the main thing is, you know, like I said, that you have same audience, same values, but three come from a place of service. Like what do you have that can help them reach that audience? So for example, you know, when I partnered with, let's say Dove Hair, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The thing that I had, I didn't have a lot of followers back then. That was so long ago (laughs) when I did it for the first time. But I had a daughter with curly hair and a daughter with straight hair. And so I was able to share that story with them and, and how that dynamic was occurring in my home. And they wanted to leverage that to their audience. Or when I went to Disney for the first time, and I've partnered with Disney for so many years in every division. Um, and, and I was like, you know what? I grew up in a slum, and, and I never even thought about going to Disney, but now I want my kids to experience that. And they, you know, we, we have been through so much drama and giving them that magic. But this is how, this is how it's gonna help you, Disney, right? Because it's reciprocal. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to leverage my story, and many people are going to be inspired by this story. I'm getting chills still. Wow, you know, by this story of these kids who who need magic in their life, but also my inner child hmm. who needs magic in her life. And so that sort of unique experience that I've had, it's translated to them as content. So mm-hmm. what is the, the content that you can provide? Like start writing stories. Uh, and, and it doesn't have to be a long story. It could be just two, two little bullet points of, you know, I could share about this and that. And, and basically something that lights you up, just like 
like going to Disney, like, like, you know, was lighting me up about my kids because then it's so natural for me to share about it because it's something that I really appreciate. And, and what is that for you? Start looking around in your house and saying, oh, I have that, you know, ring light or I have this notebook or I have this chair and things that really light you up that you know that it's going to be helpful for your audience, but also that you can talk about naturally and organically with enthusiasm and that makes your life easier and that has a story behind it. Right. No, that's great advice. And I love that so much. Okay. Like I said, we could keep talking all day, but I guess we better wrap up. And um, (laughs) is there anything else that you would like to share? How can they get your book? How can they connect with you or be a part of your community? Thank you. Well, it's all at thepositivemom.com. That's where you can uh, definitely join the community, read my blog, and it's all free. Thanks to my sponsor, my community is completely free of charge to all moms everywhere. Um, And one of the things that I would like to leave everyone with is, you know, and you can contact me on social media. I'm on everything at The Positive Mom, by the way. But I I would like to say that marketing is every contact that we have with anyone. Sometimes we look at marketing like this strategy and this plan, and I always tell my daughters because they're theater kids, you're always auditioning. You're always auditioning. So how you show up with everyone is going to be your best marketing. How you show up authentically when you're authentic and you are unapologetic about that authenticity, that's, that's really the best way to do business with anybody. So if you want to be great at marketing, like I said, being in integrity with who you are, the mistakes and the highs and the lows and the, the great achievements that you have, the skills and the gifts and the stories that make you who you are. As you show up as fully as yourself, you have no option but to attract the right people into you, into your space. And they're going to want to follow everything, single thing you do and to share it with others. Oh, that's amazing. The positive mom right there. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your stories with us and, and all the things that you're wonderful things that you're doing for the community and the impact that you have on this world. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. And for those of you listening, you definitely have to share this with others that you know that need to hear what we talked about today. And of course, give us those reviews and all the good things. And until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.